Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Andrea Pearson Show, where I help you find peace and hope in personal finances, freeing you up to do what you love. And uh, this episode is going to be a bit longer, I think. I mean, I've got more pages for this one than I have had for any of the other ones. So I'm not going to have time to do a Q&A at the end, even though I've gotten several questions from you. And one of them actually applies really well to this episode. But uh, I'm not going to be putting that in here. I'll go ahead and put those in future episodes that have amount the right, you know, that have enough time in them for them. So if you do have a question, I do have a link in the show notes in the description. Go click on that, put your question in, and I'll answer it in a future episode of The Andrea Pearson Show. And for this episode, what we're talking about is a continuation of the seven steps to financial freedom. So the first step was um, a starter emergency fund where that's where you put all like $1,000 in a bank account and then put everything else towards debt. And the second, the second step is to pay off debt, not including the mortgage. So I'm going to get into that quite a bit. Um, there are... I'm going to go, I'm going to do it in, in three steps. So the first is why, why do you want to pay off debt? Right. I, I do need to address that because not everybody feels like debt is something that should be handled. And then the second is how to do it. And then the third, I'm going to explain why that specific method for how to, how to pay off debt. So without further ado, why? So the why, uh, and this is not based on any studies or anything. This is based on my observation of the world around us, but the there are three groups of people a lot a lot of the time many of us can be divided into three groups of people and it's not even even division or anything like that so maybe it's not divided but anyway so the majority of people are uncomfortable with their debt they have they feel a sense of anxiety um, a level of stress that they wouldn't have if they weren't in debt so that's the majority of people um, a smaller percentage of people actually this it, a majority of people might be like 51 or 52 percent because the smaller percentage there is quite a large group of people that fill up this this part of the of the of the group, and um, they are aware unaware of the level of their debt. Whether that's because their head their head is in the sand and they're trying to ignore it, or they are completely oblivious to it. And oblivious could be either their spouse handles all the money and hasn't been fully honest with them, or they just don't pay attention. They they just use their credit cards or whatever all the time and really just don't pay attention to what what level of debt they have and where that is. And a lot of it is they just haven't had that wake up moment. No, they haven't gotten a specific bill that was way higher than they expected yet. For whatever reason, they're just oblivious. And then the smallest percentage of people, they get an adrenaline rush from being in debt. They they believe that they're using it powerfully and it just gives them a high that they don't get in other ways. And it's kind of like an addiction in some cases. And in other cases, it's just they... They tend to be the personality type that really enjoys living on the edge. They're the type that would be bungee jumping and skydiving. And I'm going to tell you, I have an adrenaline. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like I seek out those kinds of things. But debt, I also have the side of me where that kind of risk just scares the crap out of me. So I don't fall into the percentage of people who think debt is exciting. Um, but I do fall into the roller coaster seeker thrill crowd. I don't know. Anyway, but there are people I have talked to people who that that level of debt it gives them a high it gives them a challenge they're like yes i can do this i can conquer this debt and they keep taking on debt because it still gives them it feeds that adrenaline rush anyway so across all three of these people so those who are panicked and anxious about the level of debt they're in those who are oblivious or unaware of what debt they're in and those who know they're in debt and it gives them a high there are people who believe that debt can be leveraged to make money and if that's you that's totally fine i hope i can change your mind about that though so uh, whether it's they get an adrenaline rush from it or so they believe they can leverage their debt to make money and they get a thrill and an, and an adrenaline rush from that debt or they believe they can be um, leverage their debt to make money and they aren't aware of the level of debt they're in or 
they believe that it's working for them, whatever level of debt they have. And then also there's that group of people who are stressed, who are anxious, who are who are experiencing anxiety and panic because of the level of debt they're in. But they believe that they can make money using that debt or they believe that it's working in their favor. And even so they're ignoring what their body is telling them, that cortisol, that that anxious feeling that their debt is giving them because they believe it's doing good for them. And um, or they've been told that it's their it's the only way. Or they've been told it's the only way they can get ahead financially in life, or it's the only way they can keep up uh, financially or even survive. So a lot of people believe that, and it is a myth because we've survived for thousands of years before the debt culture that we're in now came about, but they believe that if they did not have debt, they would not be able to survive literally financially. Um, I'm here to tell you guys it's all a lie. All of that is a lie. You can't use debt. I mean, you can short term use debt to get ahead financially, but it is not a long term plan that pays off. Every single person I have talked to who has used debt, has leveraged leveraged debt to make money, has had it come back to bite them. Every single person. And if you believe you're the exception and that it's never going to come back to bite you, you guys haven't lived long enough. You haven't experienced life long enough. And I'm in my 40s. I'm the personality type where I don't have to experience something to learn from it. I've never been a, I'm going to do it myself and prove you wrong. I've never been that type of person. I usually watch and observe how things affect people before I adopt something, before I decide it's going to work. And in this case, using debt, leveraging, leveraging, I love that term, leveraging debt to make money. I have never seen it work out for somebody uh, in my personal life. And again, you know, YouTubers, all of those people, they're like, yes, it works. Guys, those TikTokers, they're like, it works. It totally works. But they're like in their 20s, you know, most of them. They haven't lived life long enough to actually recognize that what they're doing is damaging themselves, even though they don't recognize it. They're getting a high off of that debt. They're getting a high off of the views that their videos get. But they haven't lived life long enough. And those who are in their 60s and 50s and even 70s, they say something totally different. So go talk to your grandparents. Go ask them how how much they use debt. They leveraged a debt to get ahead financially and where it got them. Debt changes your chemistry, even if you're not aware of what it's doing to you. Uh, being And I believe that debt is basically bondage. It is putting you in a slave to master, um, and MasterCard is named aptly. Um, it is putting you in a position where the person you owe money to has power over you. And that does something to your chemistry. It does something to your spirit. It And that level of cortisol in your body, whether you are excited about the debt or not, whether you are aware of it or not, it is dropping your uh, your ability to, what am I trying to say? Basically, that cortisol is changing you. It's changing physically. We know there's tons of studies out there that have shown that cortisol has a horrible negative effect on physical bodies. And people who are at constant levels of stress, it impacts them for their the rest of their life, basically. So debt, guys, debt is not awesome. Debt is, it's dumb. Debt is bad. It is not good for you. And I know there's going to be people that are like, you idiot, I can't believe you're saying that. And they're like, don't tell people that. Uh, but pay attention, guys. Pay attention. Listen to people who've been around for a long time, who've seen what happens when they use debt. And talk to people who are successful, not people who are touting or purporting or whatever that word is, their successful life. You know, they're like, gosh, guys, look at me. I'm a TikToker, TikToker and I've got millions of subscribers and I'm living the dream. A lot of that is a lie, and they they tout it in uh, social media, and they make it look like they're living the dream when they're not, and that will come crashing down on them eventually. 
Okay, so yeah, go research the effects of cortisol on the body and let's let's see if we can figure out how to get you out of debt. Whether you're aware of it or not, debt does increase the anxiety and the stress that you're under. And I want you guys to imagine for a moment that you have zero debt, that you have no medical bills, you have no student loans, you have no car loans, you have no credit cards, that there that there's no mortgage, that there is nobody who is expecting money from you except the utility companies and maybe the grocery store because you're not going to go in and steal food. But imagine your life with no one asking for money from you, no one expecting a monthly payment. How does that make you feel? Like that to me is the most freeing thing in the world. Uh, I absolutely love that feeling. The most powerful wealth building tool at your disposal, at, at your within your fingertips, within your control is your income. And if your income is going to pay, is all going out the door to pay off debt, to pay off creditors and people who, uh, who want something from you, then you are basically flushing down the toilet, your most powerful wealth building uh, tool. So the largest study on millionaires ever done, it studied over 10,000 millionaires across the U.S. and it found that none of them, let's see, actually the vast majority of them used their income to become a millionaire, to get in that position where they were financially free and able to be outrageously generous with their money and help other people and not wonder where their next mill was going to come from or wonder where how they were going to pay the utilities. The vast majority of them used their income. They got out of debt as soon as they possibly could and they stay out of debt. So if you get out of debt and if you stay out of debt, it puts you on a totally and completely different trajectory than you could possibly imagine. It changes everything about your life. And I want you guys, I want you guys to find your so that moment. So get out of debt so that you can live the way you really want to live. Get out of debt so that you can change your family story, change where your family is going and change how your children and grandchildren live and the legacy you leave behind and the way they view life and the stresses and the trials they have to go through. Get out of debt so that you can be outrageously generous, so that you can travel anytime you want without stress, so that if you have car problems, it's an annoyance, not an emergency. I want you guys to figure out what your so that moment is. So basically, if you are married, grab your spouse and go on a dream date. And what I mean by dream, not like, oh, this is the kind of dream date I've always wanted. Go on a date and dream with each other. Talk about where where do you guys want to go financially? What you, what goals do you have? Like, do you just want to be in a position where you're not living, living paycheck to paycheck and you're just comfortable? You don't even want to be like a millionaire or outrageously rich or anything like that, but you want to be in a comfortable position. Go and talk to your spouse about that. Figure out what he or she wants and and where and how you guys can work together to get that get to get there. Um, and so many of us have lived under that stress of financial bondage for so long that we've forgotten how to dream or we don't allow ourselves to dream anymore. I want you to figure out to go and dream, to allow, to unlock that part of yourself that has been pushing away your ability to dream for so long and go figure out what it is you would do if you had money at your disposal. And if you're single, then um, you don't have to get somebody else's brain on the same page with you. So that kind of makes things easier. So go and, but still go have a dream date, sit down, have a some ice cream and get out a notepad and write down everything that you would like to do if you weren't in debt. Okay, 
Now we're going to talk about how to pay off debt. This is this is the method that I recommend. So first, it is very simple. You guys are going to be like, uh, yeah, I've heard that a million times. It's it's not going to be a shocker to most of you. But first is you're going to get the totals for all of your debt. That includes your student loans, your car loans, your credit cards, everything, um, not including your mortgage. You're going to list those down from smallest to largest. So your very smallest debt all the way up to your very largest debt. And I want you to break apart your student loans. Don't just say, I owe 20,000 student loans. Like if you have four loans that make up student loans, list those down individually as well. And the same goes for credit cards. So list them all smallest to largest. Then at that point, you are going to put minimum payments to everything except the smallest debt. And you're going to attack that one with vengeance. I want you guys attacking it so hard that people think you are crazy and weird because you are crazy about this plan to get out of debt. And you are weird enough to imagine a a future without debt in it. Um, put everything extra to your smallest debt. This is going to require you to budget. Uh, if you're not already budgeting, get comfortable setting out a budget and telling your money where to go rather than wondering where it went. So tell your money where to go. You're going to put this much towards food. You're going to put this much towards um, um, utilities or whatever. And then everything extra goes to paying off that first smallest debt. Uh, this is going to require a scorched earth lifestyle. This is going to require no eating out. This is going to require no flares. And like I said, being weird and saying when your friends want to go to some restaurant saying, I'm sorry, but we have this goal. We have this vision. We have this dream in mind. And we are hell bent on 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 reaching it, this goal. And your friends are going to be either going to be like, oh my gosh, you are so weird. Or they're going to support you in that goal. But uh, anyway, so your family is it's going to be the same. Anyway, so it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require a lot of self-control, a lot of self-discipline. Many of us haven't had to control ourselves when it comes to our money very well. And and when we do it, we don't do it for very long. But I want you to learn that this is something you have, you can do. This is within your power, your grasp. This is something that you have the ability to do. That self-control, that self-discipline, uh, that knowing what's going on with your mon money instead of wondering, uh, this is something that's within your power. Anyway, and you'll probably be taking on side hustles. You're going to be putting a lot of your time towards making extra money to putting off your debt so that you can get it paid off in a very short period of time. Um, and then once that first debt is paid off, take its payment and all of the extra money you're putting towards it and put it towards the next payment. And by the time you get to your biggest debt, say you've got seven debts and they're all $100 a month, which is not going to be the case for most people. Uh, you're going to be taking $600 a month on top of the extra that you were putting, that you were finding, and you're going to be putting all of that towards that last debt. And guys, before you know it, it is going to be paid off too. And then you're going to reach the point where you're going to be like, I am out of debt, except for my mortgage. And even if you don't have a mortgage, you're completely out of debt. And that, that financial freedom, that knowing that you have nobody expecting money from you or wanting anything from you guys, that is a very, very powerful moment. I can't even describe the feeling when we paid off our very, very last debt, how wonderful and liberating it was. Oh my gosh, it's making me want to cry right now. Uh, just knowing that our money was ours and it wasn't going to be going to, and our debt was mostly, it was actually pretty much all student loans. Um, just knowing that there was nobody who was going to be like expecting money from us and that we could use that money to put towards other things that we wanted more. Anyway, um, I'm incredibly passionate about this, guys, like about living a debt-free lifestyle, about paying off debt and not living a lifestyle of bondage, not having that anxiety and that 
cortisol and that stress hanging over you and following you everywhere you go. I'm very passionate about it. I want you to be able to get there. What you concentrate on is what you win at. I don't want you focusing on six different things. I don't want you trying to invest and trying to pay off debt and trying to save money for an emergency fund and trying to save for college, kids' college and and paying off, um, you know, personal loans and your mortgage. I don't want you doing all of that at the same time. We're the purpose of these steps is to uh, concentrate your energy so that you can tackle off or tackle the the things in the in a, in an order. Sorry for the stuttering in an order where you get where you want to go faster. Because if you're doing a whole bunch of things at once, you're not going to be doing any of them very well. And so that first step is the emergency fund. And then the second step is paying off debt. And then the third step is the long-term emergency fund. So the first one is actually a starter emergency fund. While you're paying off debt, this is going to come as a, like, oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Stop investing. Um, cash out, liquidate everything except your retirement counts. Don't don't touch your retirement counts for anything, guys. It's not worth it tax-wise. It's the penalties on on cashing out your retirement funds. It, they're, it's just not worth it. Uh, long-term, if you like look at things in the long-term, it's better for you to keep that money in your retirement fund. Anyway, liquidate everything that is not attached to your retirement, your, your stocks, bonds, uh, anything. Put $1,000 in your emergency fund. Uh, and put everything else to debt, including your savings account. If you've got a savings account that is above $1,000, put it towards your debt. And yes, that's going to make you uncomfortable. That's going to make some of you panic. But we want you to feel a little bit of discomfort right now because it will put that fire under you to get out of debt so you can start building up your emergency fund again, your long-term emergency fund. And if you're not making monthly payments, guys, what do you think you're going to be doing with that excess money? Like, the average car payment is $700 right now. That is outrageous. What do you think you could be doing with your money if you had $700 a month to work with? And that's not even talking credit card payments. That's not talking your student loan payments or medical payments, etc. That is just a car loan. And $700 free every single month is powerful. That can do a lot for you. So um, it takes about 18 months on average, uh, 18 to 24 months on average to, for people to get out of debt. Some people get out of debt in three months. Some people get out of debt in 30 months. I've heard people who are $460,000 in debt getting out of debt in seven years. It depends on how much money you're making, uh, how uh, energy focused you are, and how big your debt is. So if you have a lot of debt, it will take you longer. And that's okay, guys. But don't lose your focus. Don't lose your concentration. Don't lose your energy or your hope. You can do this. Okay, so if it's a shovel to ratio issue, you're going to want a shovel to, to hole. So your shovel is how much income you have and digging a hole is how much debt you have, how much dirt you have to move. Uh, get a bigger shovel if you, as you, if you can. Uh, apply for more uh, better paying jobs. Get the experience you need. Get qualified. Take on side hustles, whatever you need to do to increase your income. Success in money has more to do with you being on the same page with your spouse than it does uh, anything else. What your income is, what your debt is, being on the same page with your spouse will double your efforts. It increases your energy and it makes it so that if both of you have the same outlook and the same goal, it makes it so that you reach that goal much, much faster. If you're single, then you only have to wrap your mind around it. Like I said earlier, you don't have to convince somebody else. So uh, take advantage of that, right? Okay, so now we're going to talk about why this method. Why do I recommend you list all of your, your debt out 
uh, smallest to largest and attack the smallest debt first leading up to the largest debt. A lot of people would be like, shouldn't you be paying off your um, your highest interest loans or interest rates loans first? Uh, and the answer is no, because you didn't get into debt using math. If you were using math, you would not have gotten into debt. And I know that's kind of a harsh thing to say. That's kind of rude of me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. But it's true. So it's a one plus one equals two thing. You have a dollar and you want to buy a car that's worth a dollar, then you can buy a car that's worth a dollar. If you have $20,000 and you want to buy a $40,000 car, you don't have the money for that. That doesn't add up um, mathematically. It, it, uh, yeah, basically getting into debt is not a mathematical equation and you don't solve mathematical or it's a behavior problem and you don't solve behavioral problems using math. You solve behavior problems using behavioral uh, things. Anyway, so I'm not even talking about overspending to resolve emotional issues. I'm not talking about people who have legit addictions to spending and who are in a horrible place emotionally or just really hard family life and they use and they spend to to basically make themselves make themselves feel better because you do get a little bit of a high off of spending money and getting new stuff. But I'm talking about I'm not even talking about like addictions or anything like that. I'm just saying that the math behind getting into debt does not add up and getting into debt is is behavioral focused rather than mathematically focused. So we're not going to use math to get out of debt because it does not work. And the reason it does not work is because a lot of the time the biggest debt is going to be the one with the highest interest or your highest interest debt is going to be one that is like in the middle of the pile or it's usually almost never it's going to be the at the start, which is nice if it is. But if you start paying off your highest interest rate debt first, and it's a big one, it's going to make you lose hope. You're not going to be able to maintain the focus necessary and the excitement and the passion necessary to be able to pay it off. And if it's a bigger debt, then by the time you get to it, if you do go smallest to largest, you're going to have a lot more leverage, a lot more money on your side to throw towards it. So even by that point, you will make up for all the lost time that you had with uh, higher the higher interest because you'll be paying so much towards it. So the big the best way to pay off debt is the way that works. And I've n almost never heard of somebody getting out of debt by paying off the highest interest rate debt or loan first. Uh, I have heard of thousands of people who get out of debt paying off the smallest debt first. So you want to fix this problem with the way that works and the way that works is is this way. So again, go talk to people who have gotten out of debt and ask them how they did it. And I guarantee the majority of them are going to be people who uh, followed this plan. And a another reason why we want, um, why this following the seven step process is, um, sorry, not seven step process, but the paying off debt smallest to largest is because paying off a smaller debt, like a $500 or $1,000 debt, that gives you a win. And it gives you a win fast where paying off the higher interest rate debt takes a lot longer. And there is something to be said about multiple fast wins. You get those wins really quickly and it gets you excited. It gives you more fire and more fuel for your passion, for your desire to get out of debt and for your energy to keep pushing hard, to keep um, working those side hustles, to keep that energy and intensity and stay out of restaurants unless you're working in them and all of that kind of stuff. So Paying off your small debt first, it gives you the wins you need and that energy you need to continue working towards paying off your bigger debt. Uh, a question that I've seen people ask, wouldn't it be better to continue investing while you're paying off debt? And my answer for that is going to be no. 
because investing, that's diluting your efforts. Again, that's taking your most powerful wealth building tool, your income, and diverting it between two different goals, the goal of paying off debt and the goal of investing. And if you paid off all your debt, so look at things, so the next 10 years. So if you are wishy-washy about paying off debt and you just do the minimums and you barely scrape by, a lot of loans last 5 to 10, 20 years long. And and if you're investing a few hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars during that time and you're paying off the debt during that time, it takes your debt paying off process and makes it, it drags it out. It loses that energy, that focus. And it also dilutes your investing efforts. So instead of doing that, take 18 months or 24 months or even four months or 30 months or whatever, however long it takes and put all of your money into paying off debt, take it away from investing, get out of debt in a couple months, then take that money. And guys, if you were investing 600 into, into stocks instead of 600 into a car that goes down in value, you're going to be way better off in the future. And we don't want you to not invest forever. This is just a very short period of time while you are paying off your debt. So no, investing while paying off debt does not, it does not make sense in the long run and it messes up your hope and your intensity. And we don't want anything to do that. All right. So here's a little bit more math. I'm not going to do a whole lot of math live, but I want to, you know, show you guys some more numbers for those of you who are more numbers oriented and who still aren't fully convinced that paying off debt quickly is in your best interest. So um, my husband and I recently looked into getting solar panels panels for our house. We did not have the money to buy them up front. And most of the companies, they don't want you to buy up front anyway. They want you to uh, take out a loan. And for our house, for the location and um, for the size of the house and how much energy we use, because there's a bunch of us living here, right? Uh, and I have kids running in and out of the doors all the time. It doesn't matter how much you tell the kids to shut the door. They never remember. Anyway, so I digress. Uh, anyway, so for the size of system that we would need to keep up with our electrical needs uh, and for the size of house we have, we would need a loan of $50,000. And uh, I can tell you guys, I'm not going to get into, sorry, I'm not going to get into the solar panel outage, watts, whatever's um, the voltage, sorry, not outage. Anyway, if we paid for it upfront with cash, we were quoted $20,000 and I talked to 10 different companies and the numbers were basically the same from all the companies, about $50,000. If we got a loan and we spread that out over 20 years, you know, two to 300 a month or whatever, I can't remember what it was that it would come down to versus paying for it upfront in cash. So $50,000 for a loan, $20,000 for upfront payment. Guys, what would you do with $30,000? I mean, a lot of people are like, can I afford the monthly payment? Well, probably, but can you afford the overall payment? Can you guys, can you stomach paying $50,000 for something that is only worth $20,000 and that goes down in value anyway? Um, so that is, that is a solar power, a solar panel thing. So not everybody wants to use solar panels, but so let's talk about a car, right? A car loan. Everybody needs a car pretty much, not everybody, but pretty much everybody needs or wants a car. All right, so the average um, APR rate for cars, a car loan in June of 2024 was for those who have a credit rating of 700 or more, it was about 11%, like 11 point, let's see, 11.25%. And if you had a credit rating of around 550 to, I think it was like 600, so like 450, 459 to 600 or something like that, the average interest rate was, couldn't be 600, was it? Yeah, I think it was, was 21%. But for 550, for sure, it was the average interest rate was a little bit above 21%. So here's where we're going to do a little bit of math. 
Um, average new car costs about $60,000. And I'm not going to, I'm just going to expect that most of you are not going to be paying $60,000 for a car. You're going to be going, getting a used car. And so I'm just $50,000. Okay. Uh, assuming you have 750, a credit score of 750 or more. So you're getting 11.25% interest rate on that loan. And you are doing the most average length of loan, which is 72 months or six years. It used to be five years. It's now 72 months and six years because car prices have gone up. And uh, the lenders know that it, that monthly payment is going to scare people. Anyway, so I didn't even look at how much it would cost per month because uh, if you have to look at the cost per month and not the whole picture, then you probably can't afford it. So I'm focusing on total cost here. Um, anyway, so your total payment on a $50,000 car with 11% interest over seven years, or sorry, six years, would be just under $70,000. Guys, that is just under $19,000 that you're paying on interest alone. That is a lot of money going down the drain. And if you have worse credit that's 750 plus, the interest rate goes up all the way down to 21%. And if you're paying 21% interest rate on a $50,000 car, you're spending almost $40,000 on the interest alone. That is astronomically expensive. I can't, I mean, is that car worth it? Cars go down in value, guys. Like the minute you drive a new car off the lot, it's dropping thousands of dollars in value. And sure, you're the first driver of it. And that gives you a thrill and makes you excited. But can you actually afford to lose that much money on something that goes down in value? That something that does not actually represent you. Guys, you represent you. Your possessions do not represent you. Um, I, most of us, the answer would be no. We can't actually afford it. So the question you would get here is, but if I don't get a loan, I can't buy a car. And I'm going to be blunt here. Then you can't afford a car, right? So if you need a loan to get a car, then you can't afford that car. Besides that, you know, me being blunt or whatever and offending most of you. Sorry, guys. I, I apologize. I don't want to offend. But I just want to wake you up and ha help you guys see what would you do with $19,000? And if the car was 40000 that's still thousands of dollars being spent on interest alone. What would you guys do with that money? Honestly, like what dreams do you have if you had no debt or if you paid for a car in cash up front or you paid your car off really quickly so that you're not spending $19,000 or even $5,000 in interest? What would you do with that money? You would be living a way different lifestyle. Your stress levels would be so small. Uh, car problems, like I said earlier, would be an annoyance, not an emergency. Anyway, guys, Math aside, hope has more to do with winning than anything else. If you have hope, if you believe you can get ahead financially, that has more to do with anything than the actual numbers. Because when you believe you can do something, you put into action that belief. You put, there, there's going to be a fire under you that is going to put, propel you into working harder, into saving more money, into paying off that debt and getting ahead. Where if you did not have that hope or that belief, you wouldn't have a reason to work harder, to pay off your debt. And guys, anybody can do it. I don't know. Do you guys know who Jade Warshaw is? Jade Warshaw is a phenomenal speaker. I absolutely love her. She's a black woman. She's gorgeous. She's got amazing hair. Gosh, guys, I love her hair so much. Um, and Jade Warshaw was like $450,000 in debt. And she and her husband paid off that debt and they got ahead. And she's always saying, I don't care what color skin you have. If I can do it, you can do it. And I truly believe that if if she can do it, anybody can do it. And it requires an intensity and a living like nobody else right now so that you can be different in the future, so that you can have 
um, retirement so that you can give outrageously so that you can you can travel when you want to so you can leave an inheritance to your children anyway oh my goodness guys I told you I get really passionate about this and I get really worked up over this I just I truly believe debt really is bondage it really is slavery and guys I don't want you guys to be in there and I I have a feeling if you're listening to this podcast you don't want to be there either um, I want to help you get out of that debt and out of that debt cycle so Click on that no link, that no link, <laughs> no cost link for my consultation. Let's get together. Let's meet. Let's talk about you and your situation. Let's help you get out of debt. I want to help you get there. Hope puts fuel on the fire. It gives you a reason to change. It gives you a reason to believe you can change. Uh, it gives you a reason to believe that you can do something that you've never done before. And I believe you can. I've done it. Uh, and countless people have done it. I've watched people across the years who got out of debt and state of debt and it changes their life it totally changes their life so my question for you guys isn't it time to get under control isn't it time to take charge of your your circumstances of your surroundings your situation isn't it time for something different isn't it time for change uh, I believe it is and I think you do too um, it just depends on where you are have you hit rock bottom have you hit that point where you're just fed up and you have had it with your situation if you have, guys, change it. Do something about it. You can do it. I believe that totally. Okay, so between this episode and the last episode, I've given you the tools that you sorry, I've given you the tools you need to change your life. Get that $1000 emergency starter fund in place. Pay off your debt. And in the next episode, I'll be talking about your full term, your full full emergency fund, long-term emergency fund, both of those, right? <laughs> So that's what I'll be talking about in the next episode. Between these three steps, you will change your family tree. You will change your life and the lives of your children forever. I totally believe that, guys. I know you can do it. It's totally within your power. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to be answering any questions at the end of this episode. The episode's already long enough. Uh, hit the like and the subscribe button. Please subscribe. Please share this podcast and or this YouTube channel with your a friend. Help me spread the word about it. Guys, thank you so much for watching. I really do love you. And it's so weird. People who say that, I'm like, you don't really love you. You don't really love. But I just, I the reason I'm doing this is because I believe in you. And that stems from a love that I feel for people and a, a compassion that I feel for people who are in us in the situation we were in before who were drowning in in their in their their debt or just did not know what to do with their income if they were, you know making more money or whatever. I believe you guys can do this. And I do love you guys. I care for you. I want you to feel that the taste of that freedom that comes with being out of debt. And I know you guys can do it. Please um, stick around. Let's see if we can figure all this out together. And I will talk to you all later. Bye.